Welcome to High ISO, the photography and business podcast, where we talk about life as a professional photographer. I'm Robert Hall, an editorial photographer from Michigan. And I'm Justin Haugen, a wedding and portrait photographer from Arizona. special edition with me, Justin Haugen. I'm here with Jason and Chasney Vinson, and we're here to talk about their photography and some of the cool stuff they're doing in the photo world. Um, I've been following Jason and Chasney's work on social media for several years now. Uh, my first contact with Jason was hitting him up for some tips on D750 uh, cameras and moving into the Nikon into the Nikon system. I've really admired Jason and Chazzy's work over the years, and I'm excited to have them on the podcast today. Unfortunately, we're not here with Rob because it's hard to coordinate uh, four, three people with a conference call with another person in a different city, so we're just going to do it here together in their bedroom at this <laughs> retreat we're at. Uh, but I want to start off by asking you guys, how did you meet and how long have you been together? What's your story? Yeah, well, um, we met about 11 years ago. Um, I hit on him at a bar. And um, yes, you did. <laughs> from there, uh, you know, we became friends and we both liked photography and just um, ended up dating, getting married. And then we ended up opening a photography business together shortly after. Let's backtrack. Sure. So what was that night like? What, did, who, oh. what were you wearing? <laughs> and how did that like? Oh, I was with the bachelorette party and Jason was actually part of a bet. Um, my single girlfriend and I thought, let's see if we can get this guy's number. And I won. So that was a plus for me in the end. Um, but yeah, I don't, what did yeah. you? I was just there for like a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. And, and so she came up to you directly or was oh, it yeah. one woman came up to you? No, I came up to him. I bought him a shot. And then my single... It was almost like that, like, you could see her push her friend out of the way <laughs> as she yeah. came over. and <laughs> Basically, that's how it was. How, how drunk were you when you went up to Not, I wasn't at the time. Like, I knew what I was doing at the time. But, like, later on in the night, I'm, I mean, it was a hit or miss. But we only talked to him for, like, an hour and then went on our mosey little way. But then I moved to Arkansas shortly thereafter, and we... Started hanging out from there. Um, so wait, where, where were you? Then? I was living in Kansas at the time. I was going to be moving down. I just haven't. I hadn't made that move yet. And you were already in Arkansas. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. you came for the Bachelorette, mm -hmm. and then you. I ended up about a couple months later. I ended up moving down. I had planned on moving down anyways. It just happened to work like that. Cool. So you moved down for me. That's Gosh, not the case it, at all. Yeah, let's call it what it is. <laughs> let's call it what it is. Yeah, um, spades a spade. So, uh, so then photography. Then, like, you both had some background in photography at some point, or you took a mutual interest in it. Like, who start? Who picked up the camera first? We were both what, like those type of people that had like the point and shoot cameras at parties and stuff like that. But we weren't photographers. Mm -hmm. um, after we got married, we got a decent at the time what we thought was decent mm -hmm. camera for our honeymoon. And then whenever we got back from our honeymoon, one of her friends saw our honeymoon pictures and was like, hey, will you guys take our family, family pictures photos. and stuff? And we're like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. We literally had just like this. It was a, um, a Sony A550 and a kit lens. And we would literally like would take oh, turns. Like I would shoot I would shoot for a little bit. And she'd be like, oh, I have an idea. And be like, oh, here's the camera. And yeah. she would take it. And then she would shoot. And so how long before getting that first camera before it was like next camera, we're going to move upgrade. And what was like the, the timeline between that camera to shooting your first paid gig and moving into some kind of like regular, regularly paid shooting. Right. Shooting well, our family yeah. sessions were paid like from the get go. 
but we didn't, I mean, we had one camera and one lens that we were trading back and forth. So maybe like six, four to six months before we bought another camera and actually became a little more serious. And within the year we had a wedding booked and we had no idea what the hell we were going to do, but we, we, they knew that it was our first wedding and it was going to be probably a little rocky, but it ended up going extremely well. And we both just love the adrenaline from the day. Um, and that's when our weddings really started to take off, I would say. So you probably had a day job then at the time. Oh, and then you yeah. Were yeah. For a ring. And yeah. What'd you absolutely. Do? What did you do? Um, I have my background in mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. So um, I worked for Tyson Foods in like an inventory management uh, product, uh, like software testing aspect. And I, tra I traveled a lot. My first year with Tyson, I was on the road for 48 weeks of 52. Yeah. Gotcha. And what were you doing? I was a sales engineer for a company um, that would build steel storage tanks. Mm -hmm. So both of us had really boring jobs, desk jobs to begin with. So timeline then, like what year did you get married? What year did that, that first wedding happen? We got married in 2010, February 2010. And I think that wedding was probably... March? Uh, I was going to say like September, okay, October maybe I don't really remember. I'd have to go back and look. September yeah. 2011? Yeah. Sometime in then. Yeah. 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 So how, how many weddings have you guys done then? Since I, would you, if you had to guess Ooh, the number I on it? I've never even yeah, like we maybe like thought about. 200 by now. It's probably close to 200. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't I That yeah, sounds I about know. right. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. So what was the... What does it look like when you decided to finally move away from your day jobs or have you moved away fully from day jobs? I gather by now you guys have yeah. to be full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually, I had the opportunity to go to India through F stoppers and I didn't have enough vacation days because I <laughs> basically for the years before I'd use all my vacation days for like destination weddings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I asked them for two weeks off without pay and they told me no. And so right there, I was just like, okay, well, two weeks before my flight, I'm going to put in my two weeks notice. And that's what I did. I full time. Yeah. And I actually didn't become full time until last year. Um, it just wasn't working out with our schedule. And mm -hmm. it, we liked the steady, stable job, but um, it just wasn't. It wasn't feasible any longer. Yeah, especially when you're um, getting that full-time job, health insurance. Right, right. Raise, yeah. And you guys have a daughter, right? A boy, a little a boy, boy, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how old's your boy? 17 months. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize. I thought you had an older No, no. So, <laughs> so have you been fully under, like, your own insurance since, since you've had your, your son? Um. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's scary. Like I, I already know. Like I pay way more a month for something that I rarely use. But mm -hmm. I know it's a fan for family planning. <laughs> right. You guys are right. much more invested in health insurance, and I think a lot of people don't realize in the um, self-employed arena, like how much how, how expensive. expensive it is. And mm -hmm. yeah. Well, then you have to think about like retirement and four hundred one k, and we don't have this steady thing unless you set it up yourself. Yeah. What, is everything like? And I'm not putting on the spot. But like, no. Like things must be going well, right? You're both, if you're both now fully invested in this life, right? Things are going, you got some We're content. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we, we still have our hands in like. I have my hand in an investment company. Yeah. And, and then I'm, so. I'm working with develop and then I also write for F stoppers. So that's kind of like a little bit of a side income on, mm -hmm. in addition to the photography part. Mm -hmm. It all kind of relates like back the, to each in other. In the same realm, but. Mm -hmm. So as you guys started to do your photography, I imagine that you both started to identify what your skills and weaknesses are. Like, what would you, what, where were you successful at things and where were you successful at things? Like, well, how did you complement each other in this workflow? Like, what was that like, that process? Like, where are you, where are your strengths for you? Well, 
where we started our business has really changed from then and now. Um, I started off running the business basically myself and Jason was really honed into just making the most ridiculously unique photos with dramatic lighting as possible. Um, and since then we've kind of switched roles and he's running the business, still doing those dramatic shots. And then I'm, we've figured out that my skills more into the intimate moments and making the relationships with clients and just keeping everything going as quick as, as smoothly as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been our, that's where we figured out our wheelhouse, our comfortable zone is. So, so you're, you're more comfortable than like being, like close to the clients like is that your yeah 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 i really am able to i I feel like i can click well with most people and um i think our clients appreciate that and feel comfortable with us when they're shooting and not that jason they don't feel comfortable jason but he does he's a little weird sometimes and (laughs) yeah he's a little quirky can make things awkward (laughs) on occasion (laughs) i have to smooth it out (laughs) yeah and and i and i have to say i'm guilty of this only because Jason has kept a pretty visible public in the public eye in terms of mm-hmm. like his work with the F stoppers. And so I, I immediately like in the, in the early stages, I was a big fanboy of Jason's and mm-hmm. I reached out like, Oh my God, he wrote me back on Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, but I definitely knew that there was more to this operation than just what Jason yeah. was doing with off camera lighting and the Magmod stuff that we were all starting to get involved with as a Magmod ambassadors. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think, I think, um, I saw a lot of, I definitely have taken a lot of inspiration from the, the style of work that you guys have been doing. I think, like, I feel cut from similar cloth in a certain ways mm-hmm. where I, I, I'm inspired by the work that you guys do. So when uh, I, like, on your social media presence, like, when you do your Vincent Images, right, that's the, mm-hmm. name, of the name of your company, yeah. uh, your business, um, what's the division of, like, photography, like, on there? Who, like, when do you decide, like, let's throw one of Jason's really wild creative photos up and let's throw one something more intimate up you know do, do you guys ever fight over whose pictures get more airtime um, no we all, we both have our own social media on instagram mm-hmm. as far as so like i have vincent images underscore jason and then she does vincent yes. images and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like we both just kind of manage our own accounts and mm-hmm. post whatever we want on, on occasion we'll get our photos mixed up like i jason does all the editing so mm-hmm. i don't have my hand in it unless i want something special done um on a certain photo but Sometimes I don't even know which photos are mine and his. So um, occasionally we'll fight over which is which. But yeah. <laughs> that was my photo. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, um, we just kind of pick our favorites. We both kind of have different favorites when we have different things that we like about certain images. So yeah. And now your clients and must, I mean, they get the best of both worlds from both of you. I'm pretty, you guys do every wedding together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every wedding we've ever shot as, uh, as Vincent images we've done together. Mm-hmm. And I imagine now you have become maybe like fans of each other's work or is there stuff that she does that you're like, wow, how did you do that? And, and then turn, yeah. is there like a lot of overlap there? Yeah. We, we work really well together as far as like, I know when she has an idea brewing and then she knows when I have an idea brewing. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of like, Oh, she's got something going. So like maybe I'll take them and just do not boring shots, but like I'll keep them occupied while she's off, like trying Keeping to work something out and, 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 and back and forth. And so, yeah. um, since we're shooting together a lot, it's not always both of us shooting at the same time. It's kind of like we, we trade lead all the time back. And yeah. Forth. And it gives us an opportunity to like some of us do the safe photos and then we'll swap and get our unique photos. That way we just get a good combination of both of them. Yeah. And you're no slouch in the off camera flash world yourself. Because no. You're a <laughs> yeah, too. So, yeah. uh, like, like that, I think that, 
more people need to recognize that about your yeah. arrangement here. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and now I was happy that we got you on today because I wanted to make sure that uh, we paid like proper respect I appreciate to like, that. the operation yeah, here. Really it's like Jason gets a lot of <laughs> in our world, well, J- but yeah, Jason's more active in social media and talking with you know other vendors and other photographers. I'm just kind of take the back. I just take the back seat on that. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I have enough going on i feel like that i don't i don't have that opportunity but um no i appreciate that Thank yeah you. the social media stuff it's such a hard thing to figure out like what your brand is with your mm-hmm. clients plus how do you reconcile your brand with like photographers if people are interested in the kind of maybe you make a preset sample a pack mm-hmm. or you're with the, you know you're doing work with develop and um and as magmod ambassadors that we that we our brand starts to become how photographers receive us. So it's a lot to engage with. So I guess it's a good division of labor where if you're getting, you're involved with all the social media aspects and what's your part of the workflow like uh, when it comes to maybe client intake or what does that look like in your world? Yeah, um, you know, conversations with our clients and meeting with them. Um, I mean, we try to do that together as much Mm -hmm. as possible. All the financials is usually in my wheelhouse. I don't look um, at any dollar signs. <laughs> yeah, Jason doesn't do any expenses or anything incoming. And like we should, we try and share social media here and there. It kind of depends on what it, what we're posting and what what we're trying to get across to clients on who's gonna who's gonna take that um, task for the day. And even when I'm like taking control and like I'm writing a blog post, like she very much is looking at it and being like, oh, correct, kind of didn't really say this right. And <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, that that's definitely a lot better than what I had. <laughs> And so on wedding day, what's that workflow look like on wedding day? Like you talk about trading leads and how you guys manage that part of it. Uh, you know, does one person spend more time with the bride and the other spend more time with the groom? I seem to see a mix of that kind of work mm-hmm. from both of you. How do you guys decide on a wedding day? Like who's starting where? We, we always start together. And usually that's with the girls because they're just getting ready before everyone else is. Um, and then we'll split apart. He'll go with the guys and I'll go with the girls. And then it, we just kind of fill out our customers and see, or, you know, see how comfortable we feel with the girls or the guys who we have a connection with. Um, sometimes we'll split off in different directions, but usually I'm with the girls and he's with the, the guys and we'll come together, you know, the second the ceremony starts. But And then a lot of times we shoot venues where the guys and the girls are getting ready at the same time. And so if the guys are getting ready and the girls aren't doing anything, then obviously... There's no point in just hanging out. So she'll come over and help shoot mm-hmm. the guys and vice versa. If the guys aren't doing much, then I'll go back and I'll take pictures of the girls and stuff. I see. And then like details, you guys doing that kind of stuff, event mm-hmm. setup and details. Do you, do you both take the lead on that too? Or one of you can come I, in? I think I mostly do details just because Jason's distracted by other things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a little bit of details here and there, but we're very much, and we even say this on our website when we meet mm-hmm. with people, like we care a lot more about moments than stuff absolutely and so we make make that very apparent to our clients like we're gonna capture your details but i'm not gonna spend 30 minutes capturing a picture of your flower arrangement i'd much rather be capturing you like hanging out with your girls and like the people interactions and stuff yeah i I definitely feel the same way i'm more interested in the storytelling and that Mm -hmm. storytelling happens with people when it doesn't happen with personal rights and things so what about like family portraits do you guys share the load on that or is one of you doing cocktail hours that kind of stuff happening too for you I'll shoot the family formals and then she directs everything. Mm-hmm. And so like I'll, I'm usually shooting like 85 millimeters. So I'm a little bit pulled back mm-hmm. and then she's like right up front with them helping pose and bring people in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so it's, it makes it a lot smoother ha- not having to like run back and forth. And she's just a lot better at like getting people in line than yeah. I normally am. <laughs> and 
And since you both started your first wedding together, like pretty green, like I did the same thing too. I didn't, I didn't second shoot. Mm-hmm. I just went right into shooting weddings and, and retrospect, I'm like, what was I thinking? You know? <laughs> uh, but at any point, have you both second shot for any other shooters or had other people come into your process and work with you together? Or? We've never had anybody shoot for us. Right. Yeah. We, but we've both shot second shot for others. Just been different situations. Yeah. Um, and we don't like look to second shoot a lot, but if the opportunity arises, we're like, Oh, that'd be a cool venue or like mm-hmm. the wedding sounds interesting. Then, then we'll sign up for it. Absolutely. We've met a lot of, we've shot with a lot of really cool photographers and we've shot at some cool venues mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. Do you have any photographers that have been influential on you? Oh yeah. Oh, ton, like, tons, so tons, many. Tons. Yeah. Same to me. Same to me. We want to get um, I mean, Erica and Lanny have been very inspirational. Yeah, Two Man Studios. Um, mm-hmm. Ben and Aaron Chrisman, mm-hmm. um, Victor Lax, um, Daniel Davina. I'm trying to think of a bunch of other names. There's so many. There are so many. <laughs> it's just like it's pulling little bits and pieces from everybody. And yeah. My biggest thing is like whenever you see something that inspires you is to take that and put your own spin on it. So mm-hmm. like if I see a shot that someone takes, like I want to, I'm not going to recreate it, but I want to make it around. kind of recreate it, but then put my own spin on mm-hmm. it. So it's not, it's not the same, but it's like obviously inspired by that. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like everybody's work is a little bit of derivative of, so there's like hardly original mm-hmm. ideas these right. days. And I feel like you're going to do something that's drawing inspiration from someone else's workflow. I know I've done plenty of things where I could call out to you guys. Um, I think like Easton Reynolds was influential on some work that I've done yeah. and then Piger. So like there's, yeah, there's oh, like, absolutely. it's like this toolkit of little tricks that you kind of accumulate over the years and you know that you didn't make it, but mm-hmm. eventually like the things that always are different are the venue, the timing of the people mm-hmm. and the emotion. So while you might be like copying kind of maybe pay, copying per se, like or paying homage to someone's technique, it's still in a way it becomes your own. It's something you can call on and, and, uh, and reference whenever you need to. And then eventually you don't even like really give uh, that much like thought to it anymore. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just becomes automatic. Like it's like in a pinch it's natural little tricks out of your toolbox. So do you, are there any, is there anything that either of you, like, is there anything you do Chazney that like, that is something that you think, um, is like your go-to move, like maybe an off-camera flash mm-hmm. technique or a, or like a, something you do with, maybe something you do, let's say something you do with the bride during portraits. That's like your go-to when things like when shit hits the fan. Oh, when shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but that's like my favorite time mm-hmm. is when it's just chaos and people are mad or crying or whatever it might be. I don't, obviously don't want that to happen, but I just, I have a very calming sense about in those types of situations that I'm able to see things differently than whatever's going on. I don't think I have a really go-to. I try and keep things as light and comical, I guess, as possible. But I also, if there's like, if there's a moment where somebody needs help with something, I don't um, just kind of see what happens and take shots of it. Like if I need to help the bride with something, I'll help her with something. Um, Jason has a little bit of a different approach. If the bride needs help with something, he's gonna take photos of what happens. I'm more more likely just to jump in there and- You're a people um, pleaser. Yeah, I mean, that's just my personality. I like, I like to help people if I can, so. Um, I don't really have a go-to besides that. Jason, is there anything that you think you're known for with your work? Like a, maybe like a signature, like you, you have a style, of course, but like mm-hmm. a, a signature move or is there something like a, a favorite? Let's say, let's, I'm going to make this easier. 
how about like a, a favorite modifier that you use and, and one way mm -hmm. that you use it often to get impactful images with your couples or maybe the bride or groom individually? Like modifier, like if I'm using off-camera flash then? Sure, yeah, we're talking, yeah, off-camera yeah. yeah, so if I'm using off-camera flash, then basically gel grid sphere, mm -hmm. like all three of them stacked on top of each other. Um, I shoot a lot with the half straw filter. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people love like CTO gels and stuff like that, but I love the little bit of like the, the yellowish hue that the half straw gives. So I use that a lot. Go to like any scene that I show up in, I'm always looking for highlights and then how those highlights interact to the shadows in the scene. And so like you obviously never want to stack like highlights on top of highlights. So I want to find like real, the really bright spots and then I want to try and overlap those bright spots onto something dark. So who's the bigger risk taker between the both of you? Probably me. Yeah, probably Jason. <laughs> yeah. Boring. Okay. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, and we already kind of keyed me into this earlier, uh, post-wedding workflow. Uh, after the wedding's over and everything's shot and you have your memory cards and you're coming back home to the computer, you said Jason takes over. Absolutely, with yeah. There. And so it's, he's responsible for all of the editing. And um, so you're comfortable with him culling your work and, and applying his develop magic to it and, and for the then, most part yeah. yeah um there's a there's occasions that i see something that he doesn't see and i have to go back and have him recall and see and show him specifically some things that i want done differently but for the most part we kind of have the a similar eye in that situation yeah there, there'll be times she'll be like what about this one shot that i specifically remember taking but <laughs> i must not have noticed it right. and then i'll be like oh yeah that is good and be like oh, okay let me add it it's, <laughs> it's one of those things like you get Whenever you start calling, you have to be like very picky, but then you also mm -hmm. have to kind of have to be fast. So it's like you're going to miss some things here and there if you want in favor of like being fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but applying like finding a photo and applying the right preset, like he, he always ends up choosing the right develop preset to really make it look the best it needs to look. So I trust him in that aspect. Yeah. And then what camera systems are you guys shooting now? Sony. Yeah. 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 So we have... Um, <laughs> We both shoot the Sony A9, and then we have like a A7 III as backup. And sometimes I'll shoot, I'll have that set up to like shoot flash. So whenever we're shooting the A9, then I'll just grab the A7 III if I want to do some like mm. off-camera flash stuff. And what's like your favorite? Like, what's your go-to lens? If you had to pick one focal length Ooh. for the rest of your life, what focal length would that be? It'd be an 85 for sure. Yeah. Um, I, 85 and 35 are our go-to in general, and I love a really good macro lens on occasion. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think 85 is mine. For you? are probably 35, 100%. Oh. 35. What do you like about a 35? I love that it makes me get close and that it also is a very good storytelling lens. Yeah, I, I could shoot an entire wedding with just 35. Yeah, I feel the same way too. I feel like if I had just one lens, 35, I can shoot, you can do portraits, you can do mm -hmm. moments. And then you, and it's like, there's, it's a pretty normal lens. Like you don't get a whole a lot of distortion. Although it drives me nuts when people shoot uh, vertical head to toe, uh, fully composed uh, portraits. It drives mm -hmm. me nuts. Like a head to toe portrait with a thirty five, you they feel a little long on the edges. Mm -hmm. So like I'm, I'm like I always, I always tell people like, come on, we story tell horizontally. Do you watch movies like this? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it won't be long before we're watching everything on vertical format because of cell phones. Oh, but yeah, I'm true. like storytelling happens left and right, mm -hmm. not up and down. I can't remember the last time I took a vertical images. 
Yeah, and, and only if I'm shooting like an 85 and I'm doing like a, like a standard portrait. You gotta shoot for an album sometimes. Yeah. No? I, yeah, I, I actually, know. I like. <laughs> the only reason like why we have vertical, vertical is because when Chasney shoots vertical. Right. Yeah. Like there's been multiple arguments where he doesn't <laughs> like my vertical shots, yeah. but I, I like the difference. This yeah. is totally a horizontal image. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not a hard rule for me. Like, yeah. I, but I, I say, like, you know, if we're trying to do, if we're doing portraits, mm -hmm. like for, you know, for a product or, or um, albums, or if I want to exaggerate vertical scale. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there's something up high, something down low, but you can still do that horizontally mm -hmm. too. If you Absolutely. Pull that far you enough, so. mm -hmm. But uh, I probably, you know, there's people out there like, you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but, you know, if you're trying to dial in a visual acumen and have like a consistent look, like, you mm -hmm. know, there's, obviously now like, I'm going to look for your images to see that consistency in the horizontal storytelling. So, what's it like raising a child as two creatives? Oh man, it's space. fun. It's so much fun because we're both super weird and he's obviously turning he's really out to weird. be weird. Um, but we like just um, incorporating as much creativeness into his life as possible. Like uh, anything we can get him involved in that's just kind of different, not focusing on just like little toys and stuff. But um, it's a lot of fun. He's he hates the camera. He hates smiling for the camera. <laughs> and it's but we a process to try and get pictures <laughs> of him. Yeah, he. We're, we always have a camera out, so he's going to get used to it, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. And and is it is it easy being, like, self-employed and having raising a child? Do you get to spend more mm -hmm. time with them, or do you need, like, separation of your your work time from your child-raising time? Is there, like, a easy, good division of labor that way? It has its ups and downs. Like, it's mm -hmm. nice to be at home and be able to spend a lot more time with him, but then at the same time, it's, like, really hard to get work done when you're at home and he's there and, like, you can't watch him <laughs> and get work done. And then even like we have a nanny that comes in and watches him a couple times a week. And then like um, Chastain's mom will watch him once a week. But just I, hearing I him, hearing him play downstairs while you're upstairs working is hard to when he's yelling up the stairs, dad, like, <laughs> you want to run down and hang out with him. But it, it does make it difficult sometimes. But we'd much rather be working from home than elsewhere. Yeah, I always thought that if I was going to, when I'm hopefully a dad someday that mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'd love to be self-employed and work from home and be a creative. And then I could spend time raising a child mm -hmm. and working it, working on my work at the same time. And now I realize like that is not possible at all. You have to give focus and attention. Like you've got to be a parent to be a present, mm -hmm. you know, present and stable parent figure. And then you have to be um, an employee of your business and make money that like, you can't do those things at the same time. Like, right. Or I see, like people are our friends our age who are professionals and raising families while being uh, creative business owners. So yeah. I applaud you guys. That's a, it seems like it'd be really hard to get away from work. <laughs> it's definitely a, a constant like learning process of right. what works. And there's been multiple nights where we put him down at seven thirty and then we're working until yeah, no, oh. seven thirty to midnight because he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's but then it's kind of good because you spent half the day with him playing. Yeah. and you didn't have to work during the day because now you can work when he's asleep. Mm -hmm. But then. He wakes up at 5.30 in the morning and you're like, oh my goodness, I should have gone to bed when you went to bed. Oh man, that's rough. I can't imagine. I, I feel like I keep those kind of hours and I don't have a kid. Yeah. But it's like, I don't imagine, like, I don't have to give my energy to mm -hmm. this this thing that, this child that needs energy from me. So I, I can't imagine what that's like on a daily basis. But it sounds like you guys really love being parents and being yes. uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, business owners. So much fun. That's cool. Um do you guys have it? It's still early in the year for us now. I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, but mm. uh, we're leaving on like early summer. Uh, what are your 2019 goals together as a, as business owners? Like, what do you have? What do you have in mind for 
Vincent Images this year and maybe going into 2020? Is there anything you have in your sights right now? We've actually, yeah, we try to do our goals in January. We haven't done them this year. Um, so this is just kind of throwing things out there. But Jason educating would be a, is one of our goals, um, which he's done some here and there, but um, really, really finding those opportunities. Yeah, dipping my toes a little bit more into education. Um, I just got done launching a workshop in Iceland with um, Jake Asario and Bud Johnson. Um, I did a little bit at WPPI. Um, I'd like, um, I also do a little bit of like family documentary sessions. And so I'm trying to get, mm -hmm. it's a process of like trying to get that out into the Arkansas universe of people. People don't know what it is or how it works or that they even want it. And so there's a lot of trying to figure out how you tell people what it is and just relay that value to people. Um, so that's, that's kind of been on my list for the last couple of years. And it always just kind of takes a, a backseat to everything else that's going on, but it's always something that's kind of, I'm kind of working on. And another goal is to get me more involved in just, um, the photography world and just being more public about my work and, and trying to get out there. Like, like we had said earlier, like everybody knows who Jason is, but I'm kind of on this, on the sideline and it'd be nice to have me out there as well. So I'd say that's one of our big goals. I think you're going to find it harder to hide now that you're not ambassador. <laughs> right. There. Yeah. And like your picture has been very publicly <laughs> yeah. displayed and uh, your, your talents there. So um, I don't think you're going to keep her. Well, I think, I think it's only going to benefit your brand as, a, mm -hmm. as one business because you know, that's, you're doubling your efforts now and getting out there in front of people. So do you see yourself entering some kind of education space too, or is it, more, is it, you know, that might not be what you're into. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I'm a little too ADD, I think, to teach anybody. Um, but I, I would help. I would help Jason if we if we could teach together. I would really like that, um, but not specifically from just myself. I don't. I don't know on that. <laughs> on that. On that question. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, and not to put you on the spot, I've always thought like, how does anybody marry somebody and become co-workers <laughs> together because I've, you know, I've worked in the nine to five space and it's like co-workers were like the people you bitch to <laughs> and bitch about. So what's that? How do you guys navigate that energy? Like if you're having a bad day and maybe you guys aren't happy with each other, does that stuff happen? Like your, oh, 100%. Your yeah. Yeah. Your that's, work life? that's just like the totally. basis of all marriages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he must embarrass you a lot. I'm guessing on wedding day. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. His dad jokes are a little embarrassing, but mm -hmm. no. I, I roll on the ground a lot. I <laughs> climb trees and jump fences, and I, I like to break rules. I mean, yeah, it's totally difficult working with your spouse, um, but that's all. That applies to just working with a partner in general, um, and I think we are able to manage it pretty well. I mean. We found a pretty good, like... A rhythm. A good rhythm. Yeah, a good rhythm of, like, I do this, she does that. And then we can still talk about, like, what each what each other is doing, but... doesn't mean that we agree on everything, yeah, we but we're able to work it out really well, so... Do you get to spend any time away from each other at all, or do you get to be... Seems like I gather you get to be together a lot. I feel that. Yeah, we're us. together a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, we yeah, we spend a decent amount away from each other, too, so... Yeah. We, find, we have a good little balance going on that works for us anyways yeah, i'm not even asking for whoever's listening to the podcast i'm asking for myself oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always wondering about the dynamic of the working creative relationship and mm. how how like i feel like 
in a lot of ways it's got to like make you stronger and in a lot of ways it's got to make you like test each other and your oh relationship, yeah you know? absolutely definitely testing yeah um and we compete like and we don't even intend on it but we'll be competing on oh my photo is better than your you know it's just it happens um and that can be difficult because there you know there can be like there's multiple times where i've looked at jason's work and like Dang, I wish I did that. And I, you know, kind of get down on myself, but um, it ends up, you know, we just have to find, focus on our strengths and work on those. What's one thing that Jason does that you wish, like you embodied it more in your own work? And then I'm going to ask you the same. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either. Um... Cause we see, what's funny is like, he'll see something and I'll see it too. I just see it slightly differently. Um, maybe just making it, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Is there, <laughs> there's gotta be some things that have rubbed off on each other, right? There's gotta be things that mm-hmm. you're doing that like you've had to establish some kind of like your own way of doing things individually. But then I, like, we're always influenced by each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's probably ways that you've rubbed off on each other. Could you think of anything like that? Oh, I mean, like with Magmod, I wasn't an ambassador for until this last year. And Jason was always using Magmod and, and you know, doing all this different lighting. And I just wasn't. Um, I liked the look of it, but I wasn't until I really start. I mean, I fell in love with it. So then I started. Um, picking that up more myself. Uh, so that's definitely rubbed off on me. Um, your dad jokes haven't rubbed off on me yet. <laughs> I'm still working on that. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Is there anything you think that's rubbed off on you? Hmm. We don't have to, I don't have to drill this point home. No, yeah. I no, think, it's, um, a it's a good question. It's just yeah. not I think so like the way that she interacts with people is like, there's a lot of times, like if I'm shooting by myself, like I will very much get into oh, it's street a science. zone and I, I can completely forget that the couple is like waiting on me to give them interaction and I'll just keep going. And mm-hmm. so like, she, I like seeing the way that she interacts with people and like encourages them and tells them like, Oh, you're doing good. Just like one more shot or, um, and then especially like with family formals and stuff, like if I had to shoot family formals by myself, I would just be a complete lost mess. <laughs> well, how, how would you consider your personality types? Are you, would you say like your introverts, extroverts, somewhere in the middle? Are you both like the same t- kind of personality? We're pretty similar. Um, I think we're both extroverts. I don't know. We've been told that we're introverts sometimes, but, um, yeah, we were just talking about this the other day and I think Megan was asking some questions and she was like, it was like 50, 50. I was like an introvert, extrovert. She's mm-hmm. like, that's very rare, but I don't know what else to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it exists. I think like, um, there are people who can, manage a public space mm-hmm. and are comfortable doing it but they retreat to like their like their sanctuary after mm-hmm. like you need to withdraw from people at some point because they exhaust your energy so i i don't gather that you guys are entirely introverted so i don't totally see that either but yeah i don't think we really are either yeah <laughs> well i think we've got we're at a good stopping point here and i really appreciate you guys spending some time with me in your bedroom from this retreat right <laughs> now um, to, to stop a little bit of beer drinking and cocktail making and sunbathing and uh yeah thank you guys so much for coming on i really appreciate you guys being here and i'm a huge fan of what you do and i'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen for you in 2019 and moving forward so yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you for having us we appreciate it so much fun. Fun.